Section 19 of The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cynthia Moyer. The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 3, by Robert Burton. Section 19. Partition 3. Section 2. Member 3. Part 4. Not courage only doth love add, but, as I said, subtlety, wit, and many pretty devices. Namque dolos inspirat amor, fraudesque ministrat. Jupiter in love with Leda, and not knowing how to compass his desire, turned himself into a swan, and got Venus to pursue him in the likeness of an eagle, which she doing, for shelter he fled to Leda's lap. Et in eus gremio se collocavit. Leda embraced him, and so fell fast asleep. Sed dormientem Jupiter compressit by which means Jupiter had his will. Infinite such tricks love can devise, such fine feats in abundance, with wisdom and wariness. Quis falare posit amantem? All manner of civility, decency, compliment, and good behavior, plus solis et leporis, polite graces and merry conceits, Boccaccio hath a pleasant tale to this purpose, which he borrowed from the Greeks, and which Beroaldus hath turned into Latin, Bebelius in verse, of Cimon and Iphigenia. This Cimon was a fool, a proper man of person, and the governor of Cyprus's son, but a very ass, insomuch that his father being ashamed of him, sent him to a farmhouse he had in the country to be brought up, where, by chance, as his manner was, walking alone, he espied a gallant young gentlewoman named Iphigenia, a burgomaster's daughter of Cyprus, with her maid, by a brookside in a little thicket, fast asleep in her smock, where she had newly bathed herself. When Cimon saw her, he stood leaning on his staff, gaping on her immovable and in amaze. At last he fell so far in love with the glorious object that he began to rouse himself up, to bethink what he was, would needs follow her to the city, and for her sake began to be civil, to learn to sing and dance, to play upon instruments and got all those gentlemanlike qualities and compliments in a short space, which his friends were most glad of. In brief, he became, from an idiot and a clown, to be one of the most complete gentlemen in Cyprus, did many valorous exploits, and all for the love of Mistress Iphigenia. In a word, I may say thus much of them all, let them be never so clownish, rude, and horrid, grobians and sluts, if once they be in love, 
they will be most neat and spruce for omnibus rebus et nitidis nitoribus antevenit amor they will follow the fashion begin to trick up and to have a good opinion of themselves venustatim enem mater venus a ship is not so long a rigging as a young gentlewoman a trimming up herself against her sweetheart comes a painter's shop a flowery meadow no so gracious aspect in nature's storehouse as a young maid nubiles puella a novitza or venetian bride that looks for a husband or a young man that is her suitor composed looks composed gait clothes gestures actions all composed all the graces elegances in the world are in her face their best robes ribbons chains jewels lawns linens laces spangles must come on praeter quam res patitur student elegantiae they are beyond all measure coy nice and too curious on a sudden tis all their study all their business how to wear their clothes neat to be polite and terse and to set out themselves no sooner doth a young man see his sweetheart coming but he smugs up himself pulls up his cloak now fallen about his shoulders ties his garters points sets his band cuffs slicks his hair twires his beard etc when mercury was to come before his mistress clamidemque ut pendeat apte collocat ut limbus totumque appareat aurum he put his cloak in order that the lace and hem and gold-work all might have his grace salmachis would not be seen of hermaphroditus till she had spruced up herself first nec tamen ante adiit et se properabat adire quam se composuit quam circumspexit amictus et finxit vultum et meruit formosa videri nor did she come although twas her desire till she composed herself and trimmed her tire and set her looks to make him to admire venus had so ordered the matter that when her son aeneas was to appear before queen dido he was os humerosque deo similis namque ipsa decoram caesariam nato genetrix lumenque juventae purpureum et laetos oculis afflarat honores like a god for she was the tire-woman herself to set him out with all natural and artificial impostures as mother mamea did her son heliogabalus new chosen emperor when he was to be seen of the people first when the hirsute cyclopial polyphemus courted galatea jamque tibi formae jamque est tibi curae placendi jam rigidos pectis rastris polypheme capillos jam libet hirsutam tibi falce recidere barbam 
et spectare feros in aqua et componere vultus and then he did begin to prank himself to plate and comb his head and beard to shave and look his face i the water as a glass and to compose himself for to be brave he was upon a sudden now spruce and keen as a new ground hatchet he now began to have a good opinion of his own features and good parts now to be a gallant iam galatea veni nec munere despice nostra certe egominoi liquidaque in imagine vidi nuper aquae placuitque mihi mea forma videnti come now my galatea scorn me not nor my poor presence for but yesterday i saw myself in the water and methought full fair i was then scorn me not i say non sum adeo informis nuper me in litore vidi cum placidum ventis staret mare tis the common humour of all suitors to trick up themselves to be prodigal in apparel pure lotus neat combed and curled with powdered hair comptus et calimistratus with a long love-lock a flower in his ear perfumed gloves rings scarves feathers points etc as if he were a prince's ganymede with every day new suits as the fashion varies going as if he trod upon eggs as heinsius writ to primieros if once he be besotten on a wench he must like awake at nights renounce his book sigh and lament now and then weep for his hard hap and mark above all things what hats bands doublets breeches are in fashion how to cut his beard and wear his locks to turn up his mustachios and curl his head prune his pique de vin or if he wear it abroad that the east side be correspondent to the west he may be scoffed at otherwise as julian that apostate emperor was for wearing a long hirsute goatish beard fit to make ropes with as in his misopogone or that apologetical oration he made at antioch to excuse himself he doth ironically confess it hindered his kissing nam non liquit inde pura puris eoque suavioribus labra labris adjungere but he did not much esteem it as it seems by the sequel de accipiendis dandisue osculis non laboro yet to follow mine author it may much concern a young lover he must be more respectful in this behalf he must be in league with an excellent tailor barber tonsorem pucrum sed arte talem qualis nec talamis fuit neronis have neat shoe-ties points garters speak in print walk in print eat and drink in print and 
that which is all in all, he must be mad in print. Amongst other good qualities an amorous fellow is endowed with, he must learn to sing and dance, play upon some instrument or other, as without all doubt he will, if he be truly touched with this lodestone of love. For, as Erasmus hath it, musicam docet amor et poesia, love will make them musicians, and to compose ditties, madrigals, elegies, love sonnets, and sing them to several pretty tunes, to get all good qualities may be had. Jupiter perceived Mercury to be in love with philologia, because he learned languages, polite speech, for Swadela herself was Venus's daughter, as some write, arts and sciences, quo virgini placeret, all to ingratiate himself and please his mistress. Tis their chiefest study to sing, dance, and without question, so many gentlemen and gentlewomen would not be so well qualified in this kind, if love did not incite them. Who, saith Castilio, would learn to play, or give his mind to music, learn to dance, or make so many rhymes, love-songs, as most do, but for women's sake, because they hope by that means to purchase their good wills and win their favour. We see this daily verified in our young women and wives. They that, being maids, took so much pains to sing, play, and dance, with such cost and charge to their parents, to get those graceful qualities, now being married, will scarce touch an instrument. They care not for it. Constantine makes Cupid himself to be a great dancer. By the same token, as he was capering amongst the gods, he flung down a bowl of nectar, which, distilling upon the white rose, ever since made it red. And Callistratus, by the help of Daedalus, about Cupid's statue made a many of young wenches still a-dancing, to signify belike that Cupid was much affected with it, as without all doubt he was. For at his and Psyche's wedding, the gods being present to grace the feast, Ganymede filled nectar in abundance, as Apuleius describes it. Vulcan was the cook, the hours made all fine with roses and flowers, Apollo played upon the harp, the muses sang to it, sed suavi musicae super ingressa Venus saltavit. But his mother Venus danced to his and their sweet content. Witty Lucian, in that pathetical love passage, or pleasant description of Jupiter's stealing of Europa, and swimming from Phoenicia to Crete, makes the sea calm, the winds hush, Neptune and Amphitrite riding in their chariot to break the waves before them, the tritons dancing round about with every one a torch, 
the sea-nymphs half-naked keeping time on dolphins' backs and singing hymenaeus cupid nimbly tripping on the top of the waters and venus herself coming after in a shell strewing roses and flowers on their heads praxiteles in all his pictures of love feigns cupid ever smiling and looking upon dancers and in st mark's in rome whose work i know not one of the most delicious pieces is a many of satyrs dancing about a wench asleep so that dancing still is as it were a necessary appendix to love matters young lasses are never better pleased than when as upon a holiday after evensong they may meet their sweethearts and dance about a maypole or in a town green under a shady elm nothing so familiar in france as for citizens wives and maids to dance around in the streets and often too for want of better instruments to make good music of their own voices and dance after it yea many times this love will make old men and women that have more toes than teeth dance john come kiss me now mask and mum for comus and hymen love masks and all such merriments above measure will allow men to put on women's apparel in some cases and promiscuously to dance young and old rich and poor generous and base of all sorts paulus jovius taxeth augustine nephus the philosopher for that being an old man and a public professor a father of many children he was so mad for the love of a young maid that which many of his friends were ashamed to see an old gouty fellow yet would dance after fiddlers many laughed him to scorn for it but this omnipotent love would have it so hiacintino bacillo properans amor me adegit violenter ad sequendum love hasty with his purple staff did make me follow and the dance to undertake and tis no news this no indecorum for why a good reason may be given of it cupid and death met both in an inn and being merrily disposed they did exchange some arrows from either quiver ever since young men die and oftentimes old men dote sic moritur juvenis sic moribundus amat and who can then withstand it if once we be in love young or old though our teeth shake in our heads like virginal jacks or stand parallel asunder like the arches of a bridge there is no remedy we must dance trench more for a need over tables chairs and stools etc and prinkum prankum is a fine dance plutarch symposion book one question five doth in some sort excuse it and telleth us moreover in what sense 
musicam docet amor, licet prius fuerit rudis. How love makes them that had no skill before learn to sing and dance. He concludes, tis only that power and prerogative love hath over us. Love, as he holds, will make a silent man speak, a modest man most officious, dull, quick, slow, nimble, and that which is most to be admired, a hard, base, untractable churl, as fire doth iron in a smith's forge, free, facile, gentle, and easy to be entreated. Nay, twill make him prodigal in the other extreme, and give a hundred sesterces for a night's lodging, as they did of old to Lais of Corinth, or ducenta drachmarum milia pro unica nocte, as Mundus to Paulina, spend all his fortunes, as too many do in like case, to obtain his suit. For which cause many compare love to wine, which makes men jovial and merry, frolic and sad, whine, sing, dance, and what not. But above all the other symptoms of lovers, this is not lightly to be overpassed, that likely of what condition soever, if once they be in love, they turn to their ability, rhymers, ballad-makers, and poets. For as Plutarch saith, they will be witnesses and trumpeters of their paramours' good parts, bedecking them with verses and commendatory songs, as we do statues with gold, that they may be remembered and admired of all. Ancient men will dote in this kind sometimes as well as the rest. The heat of love will thaw their frozen affections, dissolve the ice of age, and so far enable them, though they be sixty years of age above the girdle, to be scarce thirty beneath. Joanus Pontanus makes an old fool rhyme, and turn poetaster to please his mistress. Ne ringas Mariana, meos me dispice canos, de sene nam juvenem dia refere potes, etc. Sweet Marian, do not mine age disdain, for thou canst make an old man young again. They will be still singing amorous songs and ditties, if young especially, and cannot abstain, though it be when they go to, or should be at, church. We have a pretty story to this purpose in West Monasteriensis, an old writer of ours, if you will believe it, Anno Dominis 1012, at Colowitz in Saxony, on Christmas Eve, a company of young men and maids, whilst the priest was at mass in the church, were singing catches and love-songs in the churchyard. He sent to them to make less noise, but they sung on still, and, if you will, you shall have the very song itself. Equitabat homo per silvam frondosam 
ducebatque secum mesuindem formosam, quid stamus, cur non imus. A fellow rid by the greenwood side, and fair mesuinde was his bride. Why stand we so, and do not go? This they sung, he chafed, till at length, impatient as he was, he prayed to St. Magnus, patron of the church, they might all three sing and dance till that time twelve-month. And so they did, without meat and drink, wearisomeness or giving over, till at year's end they ceased singing, and were absolved by Herbertus, Archbishop of Cologne. They will in all places be doing thus, young folks especially, reading love-stories, talking of this or that young man, such a fair maid, singing, telling or hearing lascivious tales, scurrilous tunes, such objects are their sole delight, their continual meditation, and, as Guastavinius adds, obseminis abundantiam crebrae cogitationes, veneris frequens recordatio et pruriens voluptas, etc. An earnest longing comes hence, pruriens corpus, pruriens anima, amorous conceits, tickling thoughts, sweet and pleasant hopes. Hence it is, they can think, discourse willingly, or speak almost of no other subject. Tis their only desire, if it may be done by art, to see their husband's picture in a glass. They'll give anything to know when they shall be married, how many husbands they shall have, by Cromniomantia, a kind of divination with onions laid on the altar on Christmas Eve, or by fasting on St. Anne's Eve or night, to know who shall be their first husband, or by Amphitomantia, by beans in a cake, etc., to burn the same. This love is the cause of all good conceits, neatness, exornations, plays, elegancies, delights, pleasant expressions, sweet motions, and gestures, joys, comforts, exultancies, and all the sweetness of our life. Qualis iam vita foret, aut quid jucunde sina aurea venere, emoria cum ista non amplius mihi cura fuerit. Let me live no longer than I may love, saith a mad merry fellow in Mimnermus. This love is that salt that seasoneth our harsh and dull labours, and gives a pleasant relish to our other unsavoury proceedings. Absit amor, surgunt tenebrae, torpedo, veternum, pestis, etc. All our feasts almost, masks, mummings, banquets, merry meetings, weddings, pleasing songs, fine tunes, poems, love-stories, plays, comedies, atellans, jigs, fescanines, elegies, odes, etc., proceed hence. Danaus, the son of Belus, at his daughter's wedding at Argos, 
instituted the first plays, some say, that were ever heard of. Symbols, emblems, impresses, devices, if we shall believe Jovius, Cutiles, Paradine, Camillus de Camillis, may be ascribed to it. Most of our arts and sciences, painting amongst the rest, was first invented, saith Patritius, ex amoris beneficio, for love's sake. For when the daughter of Deboriades the Scionian was to take leave of her sweetheart now going to wars, ut desiderio eius minus tabescaret, to comfort herself in his absence, she took his picture with coal upon a wall, as the candle gave the shadow, which her father admiring perfected afterwards, and it was the first picture by report that ever was made. And long after, Scion for painting, carving, statuary, music, and philosophy was preferred before all the cities in Greece. Apollo was the first inventor of physic, divination, oracles. Minerva found out weaving, Vulcan curious ironwork, Mercury letters. But who prompted all this into their heads? Love, nunquam talia invenisent, nisi talia adamasent. They loved such things, or some party, for whose sake they were undertaken at first. Tis true, Vulcan made a most admirable brooch or necklace, which long after Axion and Temenus, Figius's sons, for the singular worth of it, consecrated to Apollo at Delphos, but Pharilus the tyrant stole it away and presented it to Ariston's wife, on whom he miserably doted. Parthenius tells the story out of Philarchus. But why did Vulcan make this excellent ausch? To give Hermione, Cadmus's wife, whom he dearly loved. All our tilts and tournaments, orders of the garter, golden fleece, etc. Nobilitas sub amore jacet. Owe their beginnings to love and many of our histories. By this means, saith Jovius, they would express their loving minds to their mistress and to the beholders. Tis the sole subject almost of poetry, all our invention tends to it, all our songs, whatever those old anacreons, and therefore Hesiod makes the muses and graces still follow Cupid and, as Plutarch holds, Menander and the rest of the poets were love's priests. All our Greek and Latin epigrammatists, love-writers. Antony Diogenes, the most ancient, whose epitome we find in Phocius Bibliotheca, Longus Sophista, Eustathius, Achilles, Tatius, Aristinatus, Heliodorus, Plato, Plutarch, Lucian, Parthenius, Theodorus, Prodromus, Ovid, Catullus, Tibullus, etc. Our new Ariostos, Boyards, authors of Arcadia, Urania, Fairy Queen, 
etc. Marullus, Leotichius, Angarianus, Strosa, Secundus, Capellanus, etc. With the rest of those facete modern poets, have written in this kind, are but as so many symptoms of love. Their whole books are a synopsis or breviary of love, the portuous of love, legends of lovers' lives and deaths, and of their memorable adventures, nay, more, quod leguntur, quod laudantur amori debent, as Nevisanus the lawyer holds, there never was any excellent poet that invented good fables or made laudable verses, which was not in love himself. Had he not taken a quill from Cupid's wings, he could never have written so amorously as he did. Cynthia te watem fecit lascive properti, ingenium galli pulcra lucoris habet, fama est arguti nemesis formosa tibuli, lesbia dictavit docte catula tibi, non me pelignus nec spernet mantua watem, si qua corina mihi, si quis alexis erit. Wanton propertius and witty callus, subtle tibullus and learned catullus, it was Cynthia, Lesbia, Lycoris, that made you poets all. And if Alexis or Corinna chance my paramour to be, Virgil and Ovid shall not despise me. Non me carminibus vincet, nec Traceus Orpheus, nec Linus. Petrarch's Laura made him so famous, Astrophel's Stella, and Jovianus Pontanus's mistress was the cause of his roses, violets, lilies, nequitiae blanditiae, yoki decor, nardus, ver, corolla, thus Mars, Pallas, Venus, Caris, Crocum, Laurus, unguentem, costum, lacrimae, mira, musae, etc., and the rest of his poems. Why are Italians at this day generally so good poets and painters? Because every man of any fashion amongst them hath his mistress. The very rustics and hog-rubbers, Manalcus and Corridon, qui faitant de stercore equino, those fulsome knaves, if once they taste of this love-liquor, are inspired in an instant instead of those accurate emblems, curious impresses, gaudy masks, tilts, tournaments, etc., they have their wakes, whitsunnails, shepherds' feasts, meetings on holidays, country dances, roundelays, writing their names on trees, true lovers' knots, pretty gifts. With tokens, hearts divided, and half-rings, Shepherds, in their loves, are as coy as kings. Choosing lords, ladies, kings, queens, and valentines, etc., they go by couples. Corridon's Phyllis, Nisa, and Mopsis, with dainty Ducibel and Sir Tophus. 
instead of odes, epigrams, and elegies, etc., they have their ballads, country tunes, oh, the broom, the bonny bonny broom, ditties and songs, Bess a bell she doth excel. They must write likewise and indite all in rhyme. Thou honeysuckle of the hawthorn hedge, vouchsafe in Cupid's cup my heart to pledge. My heart's dear blood, sweet sis, is thy carouse, worth all the ale in Gammer Gubbin's house. I say no more, affairs call me away, my father's horse for provender doth stay. Be thou the lady cresset light to me, Sir Trolley Lolly will I prove to thee. Written in haste, farewell, my cowslip sweet. Pray, let's a Sunday at the alehouse meet. Your most grim stoics and severe philosophers will melt away with this passion. And, if Athenaeus belie them not, Aristippus, Apollodorus, Antiphanes, etc., have made love-songs and commentaries of their mistress's praises, orators write epistles, princes give titles, honours, what not. Xerxes gave to Themistocles Lampsacus to find him wine, Magnesia for bread, and Myunte for the rest of his diet. The Persian kings allotted whole cities to like use. Haec civitas mulieri redimiculum praebeat, haec incolum, haec incrines. One whole city served to dress her hair, another her neck, a third her hood. Ahasuerus would have given Esther half his empire, and Herod bid Herodias ask what she would, she should have it. Caligula gave a hundred thousand sesterces to his courtesan at first word to buy her pins, and yet when he was solicited by the Senate to bestow something to repair the decayed walls of Rome for the commonwealth's good, he would give but six thousand sesterces at most. Dionysius, that Sicilian tyrant, rejected all his privy counsellors, and was so besotted on Myra, his favourite and mistress, that he would bestow no office, or in the most weightiest business of the kingdom do aught without her especial advice, prefer, depose, send, entertain no man, though worthy and well-deserving, but by her consent. And he again whom she commended, howsoever unfit, unworthy, was as highly approved. Kings and emperors, instead of poems, build cities. Adrian built Antinoa in Egypt, besides constellations, temples, altars, statues, images, etc., in the honour of his Antinous. Alexander bestowed infinite sums to set out his Hephaestion to all eternity. Socrates professeth himself love's servant, ignorant in all arts and sciences, a doctor alone in love matters. Et cum alienarum rerum omnium scientiam defeteretur. 
saith Maximus Tyrius, his sectator huius negotii professor, etc. And this he spake openly, at home and abroad, at public feasts, in the academy, in Pireo, Lyceo, sub Platano, etc. The very bloodhound of beauty, as he is styled by others. But I conclude there is no end of love's symptoms, tis a bottomless pit. Love is subject to no dimensions, not to be surveyed by any art or engine. And besides, I am of Hydus's mind. No man can discourse of love matters or judge of them aright that hath not made trial in his own person, or, as Aeneas Silvius adds, hath not a little doted, been mad, or lovesick himself. I confess I am but a novice, a contemplator only. Nescio quid sit amor nec amo. I have a tincture, for why should I lie, dissemble, or excuse it? Yet homo sum, etc., not altogether inexpert in this subject, non sum praeceptor amandi, and what I say is merely reading, ex altorum forsan ineptiis, by mine own observation and others' relation. End of section 19